This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest professors to your fingertips with more than 500 courses on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more. The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming or DVD and CD. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including Latin 101, Learning a Classic Language. For this limited time 80% offer, go to thegreatcourses.com slash WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com slash WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Andrew Ferguson. And Andrew, you have a cover story about one guy running for president, Jeb Bush, and you wrote a previous profile of a guy who just announced, Ted Cruz. So if you had to describe the key difference between Ted Cruz and Jeb Bush, other than one of them is possibly a guy Michael Graham could vote for, what would it be? (laughs) Uh, Well, that's a pretty big difference right there. Um, You know, I've thought a lot about this, and and, and seeing uh, Cruz's statement from earlier this week when he announced that he was running, um, it it really, I, I guess I'd boil it down to this. The difference between Cruz and Bush is, that Cruz actually has a constituency. Um, now that works for him and against him. By that, if you go around with Cruz and you see this electrifying effect that he has on his audiences, you realize that there are a fair number of people out there who would crawl over broken glass to vote for him. Now the problem with that is it is still just a constituency. It appeals to he appeals to a set number of people that really doesn't show a lot of signs of organic growth. Um, for one thing, he appeals to their um, their sense of grievance rather than their sense of, of uh, a real opportunity. Um, Bush, on the other hand... Well, let really me stop you right there. I, I, I don't, let's stop right there because I think that's an important point. You know, One of the things that a lot of Ted Cruz supporters have been telling me is you know, Reagan was from the right when he started in the 70s and 80, and, and uh, you know, he was able to build a coalition starting with the conservative base. But I just think you hit on something significant about the difference in the approach that Ted Cruz takes towards his worldview and towards the, the mess as far as the message he has versus Reagan. And it really does have to do with we need to stick together because they're out to get us. Right, exactly. And it, 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 that's part of it. But it's not, there, the other um, sort of key to, the, uh, to his appeal is he flatters them by saying that, you know what, you are the American people. If we can just get the people in Washington to listen to us, by which he means the majority of the American people, because the majority of the American people agrees with you sitting out there in the Tea Party gathering in uh, Amarillo, Texas, uh, then, uh, you know, that we can really turn the country around. The big problem with that is, for people, at least about me, um, there aren't that many people who completely agree with me. You know, there's maybe, what, 35%? Um, That's not enough to win. And what you have to do is develop a constituency that understands that it has a strong point of view that fights for what it believes, but also understands that it's got to make common cause with people that don't agree with you on even 50% of what you're going to do. Now, on the other hand, 
the Bush approach is kind of the, oh, come on, come on, you all agree with me. You all know that I should be the next one. <laughs> oh, these silly little voting things. Yes, yes, I understand you have those fringe troublemakers out there. I mean, seriously, I, I think that when every Bushy looks out at every other Republican, not just Ted Cruz, but Scott Walker and Chris Christie, all they see is Pat Buchanan. The world to them is divided into the Bushes <laughs> and the Buchanans. Well, you know, I, um, I think that's fair to Bushies, but it's not really fair to uh, Jeb Bush. Uh, you know, the, the, there's the famous phrase from our friend Mike Murphy, who, who, who said that Jeb Bush is the Bush with balls. He, he is a different um, cut of cloth from, from the average Bushy. That is somebody who has just been a hanger on for the Bush dynasty for the last uh, 30 years. Those people really don't believe in a hell of a lot, except for their entitlement to be uh, president. What I see when I've seen Bush out campaigning, which there hasn't been a hell of a lot of, by the way, um, is somebody who is desperately trying to put himself across as a as a non-Bush, as somebody who doesn't really particularly want to be associated with his father, who's now universally respected. Um, God knows he doesn't want to associate himself with his brother, who isn't universally respected. He wants to forge an identity um, that is utterly independent from them, so that this whole business about being part of a dynasty and you know just a retread uh, is put behind him. Now, the, the whole election is going to turn, for him, is going to turn on whether that can happen or not. You know, I uh, am very angry with you, uh, Andy, because you wrote a piece for the Weekly Standard so well-crafted that I almost, for a moment, for a moment, considered, hey, maybe I could vote for Jeb Bush. And then, of course, I came to my senses, shook my head. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like the guy sitting at the table. You know, maybe I should put it all on black. Hey, wait a minute. No, this is my rent. And I woke up and said... Uh, the mantra that I live by as a good Jesse Jackson Republican, stay out the bushes, stay out the bushes. At this point, does it, <laughs> does it matter how Jeb Bush governed 20, 15 years ago? Does it matter what his ideas are? Isn't he just simply stuck as a Bush regardless of the reality of, of Jeb's world well, he may leadership be, he may style? Be stuck. He may be stuck uh, as a Bush, but I can't imagine under what conditions, what he actually did when he had political power isn't important. In fact, I'd say it's vital. It's vital to understanding who he is. Um, you know, the, what this whole thing boils down to uh, and the rejection of Bush substantively, aside from the fact that he's his brother's brother and, and his father's son, um, are the two issues of Common Core and amnesty for illegal aliens. Um, if you take those apart, put them off to the side, and I agree that that's a huge concession, but if you, for the moment, put those off to the side, this is a Republican candidate who is as conservative as any Republican candidate we've seen in 40 years. And that's just true. That's just a fact. So it seems to me that if you then go at looking at the issues of Common Core and leniency for illegal aliens, you've got to do it against that backdrop and give him the benefit of the doubt. When he governed, he governed as, as conservative a governor as you can imagine in a purple state. If he does feel this way about Common Core and he feels this way about illegal immigration, we as conservatives 
owe it to him to give him the benefit of the doubt and let him explain what he's trying to say. Well, Andy, I'll tell you that as a conservative, I feel like my owing to Bushes is done. I have more than anything that I might owe to the Bushes. Well, but, that's your problem. See, I never voted for his brother, so okay. I, don't, I don't feel bad. Well, I, care. I, I hurt my back. I carried my water. I'm done with the uh, Bushes. Um, but I want to say this because it's, I, I see an interesting parallel, and maybe I'm wrong, and that's why I want to ask you about it, because you, you do make a compelling case for Bush's record as a governor of Florida. But one of the things that I find off-putting about Jeb thus far, and it's early on, is something I find off-putting about Ted Cruz as well. Neither of them appear to feel the need to persuade me to join them. They both have this seem to have this, look, here's what I am. This is what I'm going to do. You're either with me or against me. I just got to go find enough people who are with me to make this thing work. In Jeb's case, I got to find enough people with money. In Ted Cruz's case, I got to find enough people with Tea Party lists. Am I wrong that they don't seem to be trying to reach out to the people inside the Republican Party with whom they might disagree and bring them aboard? Well, I, I think, again, I mean, I hate to sound like a like a bush water carrier and an anti-cruise person, but having traveled with both of them and seen them with, with audiences, um, I see that much more in Cruz. Uh, Cruz feels much less of a responsibility to try and argue a case. Uh, he's much, much quicker to go for the applause line and kind of a demagogic appeal to authority and stuff like that. I think that what Bush is, is actually in a good place for, um, for him as a candidate, which is that he is absolutely scared to death that the base of the party is going to turn on him or is turning on him over the issues of common core and illegal immigration. That means that he's going to have to make an argument if he wants to go anywhere. He is going to have to persuade people like you uh, that there is something more to him than just a guy who wants to um, let all the 12 million illegal aliens uh, stay in America and force the kids to have sex education in second grade or whatever the new Common Core baloney <laughs> is. Um, so, in, uh, my sense is actually that Jeb Bush is dying to try and make an argument and not the other way around. But, you know, we'll, we'll be able to see it so early right you're, now. We you're, can't really. You're right. But let me, let me ask out. you something specific about that before we move on because, for, for example, kind of the, the, uh, the sensibility that there are parts of the Republican Party that are just lost and that he needs to save the Republican Party from those elements as opposed to saying, hi, let me explain to you. Let me let me open this door to you so that you as a movement conservative, grassroots conservative, you can get on board. I, I, I will say this. One of my objections to Jeb, who I've always said, if I could pick a Bush to be president, it would be Jeb Bush, always. I, without, I, I mean, I, I thought it was funny you say universally admired H.W. I thought H.W. was a mediocre president at best, quickly will be forgotten, and the damage he did to the U.S., uh, uh, to the, the, the governing structure. Well, no, I'm would, just saying he, he, he's, he's admired. Right, but my point... But, elder that was my point. I'm you not know, no, you're right. Him. You're absolutely right about that. But um, even though I'm not a fan of Bushes, Jeb is the one Bush I could like, but I really, I'm done with supporting Republicans like John McCain and Mitt Romney, who clearly didn't like the Republicans that were asking to vote for them. I, I just don't get a sense Jeb likes a lot of the Republicans who make up the Republican Party. 
What do you base that on? On well, some of the comments about uh, the people who oppose him on immigration and this. I'm going to run a general election campaign inside the primary. Well, why would you need to run a general election campaign inside the primary? Oh, that's right, because there are a bunch of us yahoos who don't know any better than to vote for you. Well, I haven't heard him say that. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I know the line about uh, losing the primary to win the general, but um, you know, that, that, that's sort of a political consultant talk. I, 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 when I've seen him actually talk and I read all this stuff on his website, and uh, it, I, that just doesn't come across to me. I, I mean, I know that's what people believe about Bush and say about Bush, um, but so far, and it may very, very well be true, you know, he may actually think that we're all a bunch of cows. Um, but it seems to me that um, that, that that the onus uh, is on us if we're going to assert that to prove it, and I don't think that there's enough evidence for it. You can really make evidence that his brother did that. I mean, look, uh, I, I thought his brother was probably the most disastrous president since um, Warren Harding, and uh, he he took the conservative movement for a ride, and boy, they didn't even know what they were doing until it was over. So I'm a little worried about the, the judgment of the conservative movement in these matters. Too. <laughs> I want to ask one uh, last part of this, um, and it has to do with the need for Jeb Bush as a nominee. If Jeb Bush had stepped up in 2012 to run for president, I would have been the world's biggest Bush convert. I, I, I would have embraced him and hugged him and said yes, because the Republican Party clearly needed somebody. You know, we didn't have we didn't have a winner in the lineup. Now that we have Walkers and Rubios and whatever Christie's, you know, now that we have a lot of candidates who have a lot to offer, why? Why Bush? In other words, what, what, where is the need that he meets? Is it, it, what about the argument that his moment is just past, and, and therefore it doesn't really matter what kind of president he would be. He's it, just like Hillary. You know, her moment is past, his moment is past. This is really a walk down memory lane. Uh, well, I think that's a really good point, uh, but it's an analytical point. I don't know if, if it's... Um if it's that we're going to know the answer to it. Um, you know, he, he's running for president because he wants to be president. He, as I say in my piece, he first announced to his parents that he was going to be president when he was eight years old, um, which I think is even earlier than Bill Clinton told his mother that he wanted to be president. And that, you know, this has been with him for his entire life. I, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure who I would vote for in that list of candidates that you just, mentioned, um, I wouldn't necessarily vote for Bush over the others. Um, I, what I do think he deserves um, is just as a, as a Republican, he deserves the, um, uh, the scrupulousness uh, and the scrutiny uh, in looking at what he actually did as a governor and how he made the state of Florida a much better place by being extremely right-wing. <laughs> and um, I think right-wingers uh, really, for it's nothing else than for the sake of intellectual honesty, need to look at that case uh, and then make their judgment accordingly. Well, I've uh, pledged to myself that I'm going to treat the 2016 election like the Sweet 16 in the NCAA. There's always a surprise, and I'm excited. I'm glad Ted Cruz is in. I hope Chris Christie gets in. I want Jeb Bush to be in because I want to, these guys to show us what they can do. I think that there are 
some really talented people and one and you can have a cream rising to the crop scenario rather than the last few cycles of taking what we were left with and so I'm pumped and I I, I will pledge to you right now Andrew I agree with you completely I mean I'm I'm for maximum disruption exactly at this stage I, I want I, total chaos and I, I am willing to let Bush win it. I'm willing to. I'm not. I've, I've not completely shut the door down. I'm willing to let Bush win it if he can. And I'm looking forward to see what he can do as long with Ted Cruz. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Excellent, Andrew Ferguson. Great cover piece, uh, cover story for the uh, Weekly Standard on Jeb Bush. We appreciate your time. Great. Thanks, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host. Michael Graham.